It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. And good morning, friends, and welcome to Love Talk here on the Bridge Austin. This is Kathy Endebrock, and it is a beautiful Saturday in Austin, Texas. We are building bridges of love and leadership and are thrilled to have you with us. I'm in studio today with the beautiful Coach Carrie Brinkader and Marlene McMichael. Ladies, it is wonderful to see your faces this morning. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Marlene. This is Coach Carrie Brinkader. It's great to be here, friends. And you are here for a reason today, listening to the Love Ladies right here on Love Talk. Hey, Marlene, how are you this morning? I am good. I'm good. Um, it's hot, <laughs> but I'm good. I know. It's oppressive. I tell you, it is oppressive well, here. Okay, I have to say this because I've really been enjoying my evening walks. I, I, I love yes. to, after dinner, I wait about a half an hour. And I don't know what it is. You know, you're in this air conditioning inside the house, and you don't actually realize how cold and cold and cold you're getting. And so I put on my walking shoes and my shorts, and I go outside, and it's just... I don't know. I just feel like I'm taking a walk in the sunshine, even though there's no sunshine, because I just feel like I just get so nice and warm as I'm walking. <laughs> now, what time are these walks, Kathy? They have to be after 8. Well, no, they're about 8.30. Yeah. I, I like yeah. 8.30 to 9, and then I come uh, in and kind of freshen up and go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it is still really hot at, uh, you know, 7 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, we're going to be starting this new series, uh, friends, and we are just so mm-hmm. excited to share it with you. We're going to be talking about what God is doing. And, you know, sometimes we can just wake up in the morning and ask ourselves or ask God, God, what are you, what are you doing today? Because, friends, if you have breath in your lungs, he is doing something with you. And he has plans for your day. And those are the plans that we want to press into. And so we're going to talk today about kind of introducing this series, talking about how can we be aware of what God is doing and how can we talk about what God is doing? How can we think about what God is doing as we're going in our day and through our day, uh, seeing where he's working and joining in on that on that work? You know, as I've started thinking through this question and pondering, you know, what programs I want to write and how I want to tackle this, this question, it kind of cracks me up in some ways because some days I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? Right? (laughs) Like, oh, my. (laughs) Um, You know, just with this giant question mark and going, I cannot see the path here, God. Um, What are you doing? And then there's another way to look at this question. Like, okay, Lord, here's, I see it. Okay. What are you doing? And man, you are blessing. You are, you, you are showing us the way you are. I mean, just so many things, but I, I want to be realistic here because I know that there are days that we all wake up and ask that first question, what are you doing? (laughs) But then we keep our eyes fixed and uh, get into the word. And that's really kind of what we're talking about today, Kathy. That is, you know, we're and we we are anchoring this uh, today's program talking about being a witness because a witness uh, is able to see something, see what is happening, see they, they see uh, what a person is doing, or they ex- are in an experience uh, with what takes place. And there's a, a scripture in Acts chapter one verse eight, and this is at the very end of Jesus ministry after uh the the all of his followers have seen the the healings and uh just the great miracles and everything he's done and going to the cross uh, for the sins of all mankind and then coming uh being resurrected on that third day to new life and then before Christ goes up into heaven, he speaks these really incredible words to all of his disciples. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. And he doesn't say you will be witnesses to whatever you see. He says you will be my witnesses 
in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so he's saying, you're going to be my witnesses wherever you go, whatever you do, whether it is in the local grocery store in Jerusalem, (laughs) whether it is on a weekend trip somewhere in Judea, or where I send you somewhere to the ends of the earth, you will be my witnesses. And so I think we're going to, we're going to learn today about being witnesses and how it is that it, it's this easy thing, things as easy as breathing, because wherever we're keeping our eyes fixed, whatever we're experiencing, God is just calling us to be a witness to that, to speak about that. Amen. And I love that conversation about what are you doing, God, and, mm-hmm. and how to be a witness. And I think it's really important to remember that we can be really distracted in the world. Yes. You know, there's so many things to do. You know, so often young parents, uh, in order to keep a child quiet, will give them a, a, a device, whether it's an iPad or a phone, so that they can play on that. But we, we need to take our eyes off of the world and remember to look at where God is. And I love the question, what are you doing, God? Whether it's out of frustration or mm-hmm. it's out of really interest, what are you doing, God? I mean, mm-hmm. I think about you as a parent, if your child walks in the room and say, says, hey, mom, what are you doing today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what mm-hmm. that does to the insides of you, what, what, imagine what it does to the Father God who's got a child who is genuinely interested in seeing the path of God that day. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, God? I, I remember this week, it was so hot. <laughs> We've talked about this a lot in Texas. In fact, I was in a, a store, and it was just you know 10 or 20 people in this little store, and somebody came in. It was just yesterday afternoon, and they said, Oh, it's 106 outside. And the entire store just went, oh. <laughs> they just gasped. But but uh, this this week it was so hot. And I said, oh, God, please send rain. Please send rain. Do you know it immediately started raining for two minutes? Oh, wow. <laughs> two minutes. Wow. But it was real rain. And I, I took that as an answer to prayer. But but the the point is, Sometimes we have to remember to see what God is doing and to watch for it. And I firmly believe God has a path. And if we get on that path, he empowers us mm-hmm. to do his will. Well, as you're as you're talking here, Marlene, I'm also thinking, you know, you said when, you, when your child comes up and says, hey, mom, what are you doing today? And you just you you feel this sense of, oh, wow, they they really want to know what I'm doing today. They're <laughs> genuinely interested in me. Right. I think on the flip side of that, I always bring the other side of the coin here. (laughs) On the flip side of that, I think when we ask someone, hey, what are you doing? And they get bristly Mm -hmm. or they, you know, start to build up a wall and up come the defenses. We also have to examine that too, right? Like, what are you doing? Well, maybe they're trying to hide something. Mm -hmm. You know, our Father God hides nothing from us. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this world... We have started to build up defenses. We've started to build up walls. And we have these little places where we hide. And when we're asked the question, what are you doing? Sometimes we don't want to answer. Yeah. Sometimes we don't want to reveal everything that's back there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I may have uh, thought of something to write for next week. Um, <laughs> you but, know, what is it that there's you know? a, my daddy told me, baby, if you are not willing to have exactly what you're doing posted up on a billboard for everyone to see, you better not be doing it. Nice. And yeah. I'm like, yep. And, okay, yeah. now we do not have this scripture in our notes, but I'm just thinking of it because, you know, when we're asking the Lord, Lord, what are you doing? Yeah. That's a biblical thing because in mm-hmm. Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, um, call on me and call out to me and, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. So when we're asking mm-hmm. him, Lord, what are you doing? When we're calling out to him and asking him, he's going to show us. He's going to have our eyes see these amazing and mighty things that we don't even know. Well, and that's like like Gideon in the book of Judges, right? He's testing God and he's laying out these fleeces and he's basically going, okay, God, what are you going to do? You know, (laughs) what are you going to do tomorrow? And so, yeah, I think there's a way to be genuinely curious Mm -hmm. Right. And want to know our father better. Yeah, for sure. I love that. But again, I think it's also the path of of power in the Lord. And um, my favorite 
this is something the Lord taught me very young, but it's my favorite teaching on prayer is that when God told Israel to go and take the land, to go back into the Canaan and take the land, he didn't give them a military strategy. He says, just said, go take it. <laughs> and so they start marching. And one day he says, go up against Ai and do this, this, and this. And if they did it exactly the way he said, they won. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'd say, I mean, go up against Jericho, walk around the wall and shout like an idiot, and, and the and walls will fall down. And if they did exactly what God said, they won. Mm-hmm. If he said, don't take the spoil, and they took it, they lost. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's very important to see what God is doing, uh-huh. to be a witness of what he's doing, but more important, I think, to be a partaker in what he's doing. I love that. And, you know, he's going to tell us just what we need to know. And I will and only you, the little bit. Yes. As a, <laughs> as a, a, a young Christian, and I, I mean, I would still put myself, I'm, I, you know, there's so much that I don't know. The more I know, the more I realize I don't know. But there was this point in my life where I thought, well, I can't share Jesus because I don't know enough. Right. I can't tell someone about Christ because I don't know enough scripture. What if I, they challenge me and I don't know the answer? Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I love that Jesus makes it so easy. He goes, you don't have to give a theological, a theological-based sermon. You just have to be my witness. You mm-hmm. just have to tell what I've done in your life. You just have to talk about what you saw me do yesterday. You just have to share the scripture that I gave you this morning. Just super, super easy. And so we're going to get to talk about that and really get into this this discussion, friends. And we're going to hold ourselves accountable. We're going to ask some tough questions mm-hmm. to one another and mm-hmm. uh, maybe even ask you a couple questions. You can give us your responses on Facebook. If you go to Facebook at lovetalkradio.com, uh, you can give us your thoughts on today's program and maybe answer some of these questions that we're going to be asking each other this morning but now ladies i haven't even asked you i have i have not cut up with y'all this week (laughs) have y'all had a good week it's you know it's been an interesting week for us um logan's been sick this week bless his heart he just got released to y'all y'all know listening friends he had a horrific injury back at the end of november of 21 and he just got released to start running and start running y'all and um and he's been sick this week fever and just not feeling well at all and one of his best friends on the planet faithy Endebrock, is here to see him and um he can't even see her because he's a fever (laughs) and so um but on the other side of that our daughter Mackenzie, she's doing a work exchange program in hilo hawaii where oh, she's, poor thing. I know, bless. <laughs> she is living on a farm in Hilo, Hawaii, with a with a picturesque view of the ocean, where she's taking care of some farm animals, uh, feeding chickens and 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 pigs and stuff, and cleaning an Airbnb on property in exchange for three meals a day. Um, and I mean, she just she's living the life, man. She is loving <laughs> life. And really having a, a grand, grand time. I don't know if we're going to get her back, Marlene. I, I wouldn't blame her. I mean, I've never been to Hawaii. That is on the bucket list. But uh, I'm not sure I would come back. I'm telling you, she is living the life. Uh, maybe that's why Logan's sick. He misses his sister. Oh, they have been inseparable. That's so that could be a reason. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you went to see Miss Evelyn. Kathy. It was incredible. It was a wonderful, wonderful visit. She, you know, and uh, we got to visit for about two and a half hours. And friends, she just loves you so much. She prays for all of our listening friends. And, uh, and she just, this is what she was praying. She goes, Lord, just bless them in every direction. Now, oh. what kind of a prayer is that? Now, Kathy, I think you need to give a little bit of history about Evelyn so that our new listeners friend. can know why she is so important to Love Talk. Well, friends, the reason that you're listening to Love Talk today is because 37 years ago, Miss Evelyn Davison, uh, the honorary prayer coordinator, coordinator uh, of America, um, as awarded uh, that title by President George W. Bush at a White House prayer breakfast, she was faithful and listened to God and started Love Talk. 
uh, radio 37 years ago. And mm-hmm. as of late, uh, just with, with health issues, she's 91 years old. And so she's kind of handed the reins over uh, to to Carrie and I and, and Marlene. And uh, so now you get to listen to us. But if you go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com, there are plenty of shows on there with Miss Evelyn Davison. Well, Marlene, we do want to find out what you did in your week, but we're going to go to our break and hear from our sponsors, our faithful sponsors who have kept Love Talk. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You have found the love, ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater. I'm in studio with Kathy Anderbrock and Marlene McMichael here on today's Christian Talk, The Bridge Austin. We are building bridges of love and leadership. Our question of the day, what is God doing What's he doing in your life, friends? What's he doing? What is he doing around you? And are we recognizing the beautiful and wonderful and amazing things that God is doing in our lives every day? Now, Marlene, we had just a few minutes there at the end of this segment to get sort of caught up. Um, but what we have not heard from you. What's going on in your world, Marlene? Well, I think my life's calmer than yours. <laughs> I am retired after all. But one of the things I've been doing is reading a lot, which has been rewarding. Yeah. From Because when you're working mostly 60-hour weeks, that's not something that you get to do a lot of unless mm-hmm. it's related to work. But the other thing, um, I've been going through, I have three huge file cabinets full of decades of work and I've been going oh, through wow. that and that's been kind of fun finding I actually found an old manuscript I wrote 40 years ago for a book so I'm a little <laughs> bit I, I, I read the rejection letters but I haven't re- reread the book so that's going to be kind of interesting to Ooh. see whether I can even stand it <laughs> but it, it's it's interesting but the the reading and just going through the old files and and throwing out and purging which I think is yeah. is a healthy thing to do ever so often and so I'm spending a lot of time in this heat indoors doing that sort of thing. Sounds like you need to get an editor and find a publisher. I know. Could be. Could be. <laughs> I like it. God. That's neat. That's neat. Well, okay, friends. So my first question, when we're looking, um, asking ourselves, what is God doing? Well, I think when we, when we ask God, God, what are you doing? Well, then we have to be willing to look and yeah. see. And God wants us to ask this question, and I'll tell you how I know that God wants us to ask this question. Because Jesus tells his disciples, you're going to be my witnesses. Mm -hmm. And the only way a witness can be a witness is if they know what what went on. What did a person do? If they can be a witness about an event, be a witness about an an, an experience, be a witness about what somebody said... So God wants us to ask him, Lord, what are you doing? And then he wants us to actually witness it. And um, and how do we witness what God is doing? It's super easy. What are our eyes seeing? Mm-hmm. And there's so many great scriptures throughout the Old Testament that um, talk about keeping our eyes on God. And, you know, King David wrote in uh, Psalm 16, verse 8, it says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Mm -hmm. Friends, do you feel like your world is shaking under your feet right now? Maybe even crumbling. Well, where are you looking? Because if you're looking at the world, yeah, the world is falling apart. The world is a mess. But God's kingdom stands firm. He is sovereign over all things. And you know what? He can use that mess for good things. Um, even Joseph tells us in the Old Testament what men intended for evil, God used for good. And in Romans, God says, I will use all things together for the good of those who love me and who are called according to my purpose. And mm-hmm. so, friends, we're going to be a witness. Where are we keeping our eyes? We can only be a witness to what we are seeing. And that means we have to keep our eyes on the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, also another verse in in the book of Psalm, Psalm 141, verse 8. But my eyes are fixed on you, sovereign Lord. In you I take refuge. Do not give me over to death. You know, I think sometimes, Kathy, when we use that phrase, Lord, what are you doing? You, you might feel a little downtrodden. You might feel a little depressed or sad about something that's going on in your life. 
And this verse just says, okay, Lord, I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on you, and I'm going to take my refuge in you. Mm -hmm. My refuge is not going to be in things of this world, right? I I know, like, you know, certain different people have different ways that they deal with stress in their lives, Mm -hmm. right? Some people turn to alcohol or drugs or food, right, or destructive behaviors of some kind. Um, You know, these verses really remind us, okay, Lord, you're my refuge. Mm -hmm. You're the one I run to. You're the one I'm going to keep my eyes on because you will reveal to me how all of this is going to work together for my good. And so I think that's super important for us to be able to rest in that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this idea, some people might be be listening and thinking, I I, I don't want to be a witness. Oh, my gosh, that sounds too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Friends, let me tell you, you are a witness. You are a witness to something. As you are going and you're talking about what you saw on the news last night, you are a witness to what you saw on the news. When you're talking to a girlfriend about what you did in your week, you are a witness to what you did in your week. But Christ doesn't call us to be a witness. He says, I want you to be my witness. Mm -hmm. And so you're a witness whether you like it or not. Are you a witness to what the world is doing Mm -hmm. or are you a witness to what the Lord is doing? And I think that's really important because words are not going to win a person over to Christ. It's your life. Yes. It's 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 your demonstration of who he is in your life. Uh, some people call that the ecclesia. It is the mm. the the way that we walk upon the earth is going to speak louder than our words. And mm-hmm. that's why I say it's really important to put the tablets and the TV and the Hallmark movies aside <laughs> and and really focus like uh Carrie has said on God and him being our what we see and what our refuge is. I mean, I, I want to give a shout out to Pastor Bud O'Rell. He's my uh, 90-year-old uh, faith-based, kick him in the pants, <laughs> keep, keep going, Marlene, uh, person. Uh, he actually, uh, I, some people may know, I, I actually, my mother was widowed three times, so I had three fathers, and Bud claims he is my fourth. Aww. So it, it has taken a village to raise this woman. <laughs> but but the point is, he called me yesterday just to cheer me up, just Aww. to say, how are you doing? Keep your eyes on God. And, and that's all he had to say. I love that because the courage and encouragement that he poured into you, then you get to pour out into others. I love that. And I think, you know, I think that's our Heavenly Father wants to do the same thing with us. And friends, as um, as the Holy Spirit just fills us with the courage of the Lord, and we're able to be a witness to that and go and share that courage and encouragement with others around us, that's being a witness Mm-hmm. That is sharing what the Lord has done in in our lives and sharing that and pouring that out with others. So a witness is a person who sees or has personal knowledge of something. Mm-hmm. So Amen. where are we keeping our eyes fixed? And then how do we gain personal knowledge? I mean, it's mm-hmm. you can't just hit the download button and get <laughs> personal knowledge. Um, so, you know, I think, uh, ladies, I mean, you can share with me what you think about how you get personal knowledge. I think... Um, You know, if you've received Christ as your personal savior, you have personal knowledge. Like, boom, you you are all of a sudden you can be his witness, because if you've received him as savior, you understand your position before the throne. You can share your story with others. Well, and you you may not have full. Well, you don't have full understanding. Right. At that point in time. But you have the tools in front of you to gain more understanding, right? You know, I can't tell you how many times I've told my kids all the answers to the questions that you have about right, wrong, yes, no, good, bad, you know, how to conduct your life is right here in this book, Mm -hmm. right here. You know, um, what book is that? That's the Bible. I just wanted to make sure. Okay, I'm like, is there a book I I need this? No, it's it's not the Carrie Brinkader Parenting Manual. That is for darn sure. (laughs) It is, um, you know, this book that was given to us. And, of course, it's not going to have, you know, okay, I have this hard situation. And, you know, no, it's not going to have that exact situation. But it's going to give us guidelines for how to use our mouth to edify people. Love this. This 90-year-old man calls you. I love that so much. 
much. How to use our gifts to glorify him. How to shut our mouths. How to know when to shut our mouths when we need to shut our mouths. How to know when to ask the Lord for wisdom. I mean, just every situation is there. And so, yeah, when we accept Christ as our Savior, we then know that we have access to gain that knowledge. And how do you gain it? By spending time both with him and in his spoken word. I love that. Our written word, I should say, because yeah. not all of it was spoken, but uh, the Bible is his written word. And and it's the same with our friends. Right. It's the same with anything that we want knowledge about. We spend time with them or with it. And so it's very important. And, and that's one of the things that I, I am so pleased about retirement <laughs> is I get to refocus on him. My time is now my own, and I get to spend it with him, and that's that's a real treasure. And so I'm I'm hoping more and more each day that I'm able to maximize that and make the most of it because um, I some of you may have seen it I don't know but there was a post on Facebook yesterday about Catherine Kuhlman and do y'all know Catherine Kuhlman? You may mm-hmm. be too young, mm-hmm. but she was a minister. Um, early in the the uh, 1900s and people said that the room changed when she walked in because she when she prayed it was like a conversation you could hear the conversation yes. between her mm-hmm. and God and uh, just a powerful woman of God and um, so it's it, it, that's the way I want it to be I want to mm-hmm. walk in the room and the, the atmosphere change you know I love that you say that about how you get to know a person by spending time with them because when you meet a new person that you kind of connect with and you want to be friends you want to you know, kind of build a relationship or, you know, get to know them better, what do you do? You ask them for coffee. Mm -hmm. You ask them for lunch. Uh, You have them over to your house. And so, friends, we get to do this. In my house, they'd have to bring their own lunch. (laughs) (laughs) But you would make an awesome pot of tea (laughs) with the prettiest tea cups you ever did see. And, you know, I think that we get to do the same thing with the Lord. We get to have coffee with him or tea. If you're Marlene, you get to have tea with him or coffee. We have had we have had coffee. Go and have lunch. Open his word. And, you know, I love that, Marlene, you say the spoken word because it is the living word. And, friends, I will tell you there have been so many times when I'm like, Lord, how do I deal with this relationship? and mm-hmm. Or how do I deal with the situation? And I'll never forget the first time I read um, in James, it says, be slow to speak. Mm-hmm. No, it says, be quick to, to listen. listen. It starts mm-hmm. out, be quick to listen. And he had to put an exclamation mark yes. on that one for me. <laughs> be slow to speak and be slow to become angry because man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Friends, have you ever seen a witness up on the stand? They are slow to speak. They do not speak unless they're asked a question. They um, are quick to listen to find out what those questions are going to be so that, you know, they can answer them well. And they don't become angry. The witness is just there to share what they've seen, what they've experienced, to share it as truthfully as they possibly can share it. Super easy. And so I love that when we go into God's word, is like the spoken word for me sometimes because mm-hmm. I just hear it reverberating throughout my spirit when God says, yeah, Kathy, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hey, be slow. Or the other word for slow to um, be slow to anger is be slow to take offense. Right. Yeah. Friends, let's right. be slow to take offense. Let's refuse to take offense. Let's just listen a little bit more. Well, and I think that's a big part of what's going on today, Kathy, and how our witness is even more important, right? Everyone, not everyone, what I see is feelings on shoulders and emotions at an all-time high. And um, when we take time to actually listen, other people feel seen and heard, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have to agree with what you're saying. But whenever I listen to you and let, let let you have your time, then you're more apt to be able to sit and listen to me, mm-hmm. right? And that's how I think we can start mm-hmm. um, being a witness um, in difficult situations, for sure. And, and, and make no bones about it. 
today it's difficult. It is. Mm-hmm. And I think emotions, as you said, Carrie, are on the shoulder and ruffled and and people don't know how to deal with what they're facing. I mean, think about it. We're in war, you know, we're that's going on across the globe could explode and get get more prevalent in our own lives. We have inflation out the roof. We have Hot days. I've said that. I think was that three or four times now. I mean, for for people who don't live in a bubble and don't know, we've had hundred degree hundred degree heat for weeks now, and yeah. that's rather unusual even mm-hmm. in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, prices. I think I've already mentioned inflation, but but COVID. So many things that people don't know how to deal with. Mm-hmm. We don't know how. I mean, we all deal with stress and to a certain degree, but there is so much stress. I mean, you know, bank accounts that are dwindling or savings accounts that are dwindling by the mm-hmm. by the second because of the inflation and the other things that are going on in the world. Energy crisis, and I could go on and on. And so people are really struggling with that. And mm-hmm. There, what I'm telling you people is that the only way to know how to manage that mm-hmm. is to draw into him because he's got a plan that, mm-hmm. and he is God, mm-hmm. God Almighty, our mm-hmm. Father God. Mm-hmm. And what does it say in scripture about the Father? He knows all about us and mm-hmm. he is a loving father, a mm-hmm. caring father. Mm-hmm. And so that is a comfort. I mean, you know, what happens if, as a if your young child comes in and they've got a skinned knee, what are they wanting? They want mama to kiss it and make it better. Mm-hmm. And and really that's all it takes is to, mm-hmm. to stop the tears. The same is true with our Father God. If we will turn into him and he can give us a word of comfort or he can just give us peace in our spirit, that's all it takes. You know, I think that is absolutely so critical. We have to know who we belong to. We have to know who who to whom we belong and i love that that god tells us i created you i formed you you don't have to fear i have redeemed you mm-hmm. i have even summoned you by name and in isaiah 43 uh chapter 43 verse 1 he even says you are mine and friends i will tell you you know there are three really important words And we all know that I love you. But these three words are even I think they trump that when God says you are mine and we have to know to whom we belong. Friends, I will just encourage you open your Bibles, go into the Old Testament, go to the book of Isaiah. Uh, It's kind of. Uh, to the right of the Old Testament, it's a little bit more than than halfway through, and go to chapter 43, verse 1, and just highlight and circle and star those words, you are mine. And if there is ever a doubt to who you belong, that will solve that. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are God's. You are His. And uh, so, you know, if we know to who we belong, we can walk through life, uh, Marlene and Carrie, with eyes open, with hearts tender. We don't have to harden our hearts. We can have minds engaged. We can have ears that are quick to listen, but lips that are prepared to speak. And we can make sure that we are witnessing God in action and then being witnesses to how we have seen him in action. We can experience life and see life and step forward in life through that intimate relationship with our Heavenly Father. And he says, and and I want to share with you another scripture in Isaiah. So if you... um, if, if you go down further in Isaiah chapter 43, after he says, you are mine up there in verse 1, if you go down to verse 10, he says, you are my witnesses, declares the Lord. He has said this. He says, my servant whom I have chosen so that you may know me, so that you may believe me and understand that I am he. 
Friends, he wants you to know him. He wants you to understand him personally and intimately. He wants there to be no doubt in your mind. I would just encourage you again, that's Isaiah 43, starting at verse 1, and then you can skip down to 10 through 12. And so, Marlene and Carrie, we really have to, you know, kind of look at ourselves and examine our lives and say, well, what are we looking at? Where are we keeping our eyes fixed? Where do our loyalties lie? What do we think about? What do we speak about? What do we spend our time on? What do we spend our money on? What do we get excited about? What do we look forward to? Those are hard questions to ask, but we need to be asking them. I think those questions make me nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean... I, I don't want to set this up to be like, we're going to be the perfect witness. Yes. Because true. we're not, right? Marlene, Kathy, listening friends, we we could all witness the same thing, you know, the the same event. We're all at the same event, and we would all recount that event a little bit differently, okay? Marlene might, if we're at a baseball game, Marlene might notice um, – how the batters stand in the batter's box, right? Marlene's laughing. <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> Kathy might notice, um, you know, who's around her and what they're wearing, <laughs> right? Um, I might notice, you know, men in white pants. I don't know, right? Okay, so we all are going to have maybe a different um, recount of that event. And so sometimes these questions may make, they make me nervous, right? What am I thinking about? What am I speaking about? Oh, Lord, am I, am I a good witness for you? But here's the good news. He doesn't expect us to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay? He never said you're going to be a perfect witness. He said you're my witness. So, therefore, because you're my witness, I need you to be thinking about these things. What are you speaking about? What are you thinking about? What are you spending your money on? What are you spending your time on? What if, what, what? Do you get excited about and look forward to? Are you speaking of me? Are you thinking of me? Are you spending time and money to get to know me better? And so, yeah, I think these questions make me a little nervous, Kathy, sometimes. <laughs> if we're not in the right mind frame. Absolutely. Think about a farmer and sowing seed and, you know, and then cultivating that seed. So what kind of seed are you sowing and yeah. cultivating? So that's what you're spending time on, you know, if it's... Uh, I don't know, certain vegetables I don't like to eat. But but, <laughs> but is it good seed? Is it fertile seed? Yeah. Is it something that's going to produce in your life? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so I think it's really important to, you know, if your priority, in other words, if you have small children, is your priority spending time with them, understanding what's going on in their life? You know, I've read so much about the Uvalde shooting, and that mm-hmm. was a horrific thing. But one student responded and said, you know, taking guns away is not going going to be the solution. Because these people want attention. They want to be recognized. They want to be known. Who better to recognize children than their own parents and understand the difficulties that that are going on in their lives? And, you know, so it's really important to sow seeds of kindness, but also sow seeds of interest in your own family. You know, spend time around the dinner table and Mm -hmm. and and talk and Mm -hmm. and play games and and make home a welcome, nurturing, fun place, because that's what God's whole kingdom is about is that we that we spend time with him so that we know that when we come to him only good things result Mm -hmm. you know do our children when they come to us do they know that only good things result Mm -hmm. and that some some of them may be difficult but in the end they're good and the Mm -hmm. same is true with God and we really need to focus on what we're doing with our time and our energy and our effort and our money and Mm -hmm. Is it good? Mm-hmm. Is it wholesome? Is it good? Mm-hmm. I love that. And, you know, thinking about God's perspective on things, his perspective as a parent, what kind of a parent is he to us? Let's be that parent to our children. And what is his perspective on these issues? You know, God's perspective on an issue is never fear. Never. Right. Never fear. Or chaos. Yes, never. Right. 
you know, it, it's interesting. You know, one of these questions, and, and maybe we can get to this after the break, what do we spend our money on? Um, you know, my daughter asked me this uh, several years ago. She was like, I, you know, I, I just don't understand why we, we save money. Doesn't the Bible tell us just to give it away, to give it to people who need it, to give it, you know, and it, uh, this, this is probably, you know, uh, it's a long conversation, but it really got me thinking, mm-hmm. you know, and I said, well, okay, baby, well, here's some places that you probably don't know that your dad and I spend money on mm-hmm. the, and, and, and ways that we further the Lord's kingdom. And, and so it was a wonderful question. And I just thought, oh my gosh, is she convicting me right now? <laughs> you know, um, but friends, I think these are definitely things that that we can ponder. So when we return to Love Talk, we're going to continue to discuss where do our loyalties lie and what is God doing around us with your love ladies on Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on The Bridge, Austin. This is Kathy Enderbrock in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkater and the beautiful Marlene McMichael. We are talking about what is God doing? It has been a great program. We are in our final segment. Friends, if you've missed one of the first two segments, you can go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com, and you can access this show uh, come Monday or Tuesday of this week. It generally drops the first of the week following the program on Saturday. So we just uh, look forward to you going back, listening to that, and sharing it with your friends. If you have any questions about today's program, you can go to Love Talk Radio on Facebook and send us a question. Okay, ladies, so we've been talking about what is God doing, about keeping our eyes fixed on him, what being a witness is, how can we experience him, and uh, Carrie and Marlene, I just love how you took us out in the in the uh, last segment about really holding ourselves accountable right. to what we're thinking about, what we're spending our, our, our money on, our resources, and, and all of that. I, I want us really to be loyal, faithful well, I want me to be a loyal, sure. faithful, bold witness. I'm not going to worry about you, okay, Marlene? I'm not going <laughs> to worry about you, Coach Carey. I'm just going to worry about me. I need to be a loyal, faithful, bold witness. And so when I, I, I kind of lay that out for me, I think of kind of three things that I personally hold myself accountable to. That one, I need to be sharing the good news of the gospel, not gossip. Yes. So gospel, not gossip. For me, that is is a big thing. Um, two, I'm sharing the word and not the world. You know, I, I do listen to Tucker, Tucker Carlson, but then I think, okay, Lord, what is your perspective on this? And I always want to have scripture to apply to what I see going on. So the word and not the world and always divine perspective, not hopelessness, because I think that, that there's plenty of hopelessness out there. But divine perspective always gives hope and life. And so I I don't know, ladies, what do you think about that? You know, um had a um I guess an interesting conversation recently with a person that I had I had witnessed time and time and time again, um, just spreading gossip. And uh, this was a person that I knew well enough to, and and I, I, I don't know when people are gossiping, it puts a pit in my stomach. Like I just can't do it, and so I tend to walk away. I I just walk away. Um, you know, I find an excuse to get out of the situation. I run. Um, but it was just this person and I, and I just spoke up. I said, mm-hmm. "Man, it just kind of seems like." Um, recently you're stirring the pot you know and I've witnessed it and it's painful for me to watch that and um, the person received it Mm -hmm. um, and that was hard for me golly that That would be really hard for you because I did you know I don't like confrontation like that I don't and who am I to call someone out right like who who am I but it, the situation, the Lord, what is God doing? He opened up a situation there for me to be able to just have a conversation, and it was and it was good. Mm-hmm. It ended it ended good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't I I'm typically not that bold to call someone out like that, but I didn't really feel like I was calling it out. I, it it more felt like a conversation. So that was good. 
Um, but yes, the gospel, not gossip. I mean, how many times are we in situations where we can very easily talk negatively about mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. or bring up, some, oh, did you hear this? Did you see this? You know, yeah. You know? I love that you say talk negatively about someone because gossip isn't just talking about someone, right? Like I tell right. you, if you guys tell anyone, oh my gosh, Kathy wrote a book and blah, 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 blah. That's not it's like, it, That's not gossip. No. Yes, it's sharing information about me. It's sharing information about what I've done, but it's good news. It's it's encouragement. It's lifting one another up. The gossip would be like, oh, my gosh, did you know Kathy wrote a book? And it is horrible. <laughs> it's don't, not friends. It's amazing. Okay, don't tell her I told you that, but don't waste your time. Okay, if now. you have to say those words, don't tell her. Don't tell him. Yes. I said this. Yeah. Then you know it's gossip. You didn't hear it from me. You didn't hear that from me. Right. Yeah. Now, I would like to say that we do have areas in the Old Testament like uh, the prophet Nathan when David had royally messed up and done some really bad things. Instead of Nathan going and, you know, telling other people what he knew, he went and confronted David. So there are times like if you hear something and you think, oh, my gosh, that's really bad. Well, then you need to pray about, Lord, do I go back to this person and talk yes. and, and talk to that person personally about that? And, I mean, you better make sure that it's the Lord that has you go talk to that person. Because if, if, if you need to talk to that person, you pray about it, and then you go and address it and say, I heard this. I do not know if it's true, but if it is true, can we, can you know, help me understand? But you never pass on that information to someone else. Right. And what I would add to that is that sometimes the Lord does ask you to, um, I wouldn't say confront because that's the wrong connotation, but to address an issue that you see in someone's life. Mm -hmm. But it's not your responsibility at that point to fix them. Mm -hmm. The result has to be God. Or condemn them. Or condemn them. Or to spread what they're doing uh, to somebody else. It's, It's really your job is to bring it to light in front of them so that they cannot hide behind it anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, then you have to just love them and let it go and let yes. God work. Mm-hmm. And it's often the letting it go that allows God to work. Mm-hmm. So that's very important. The loving them part. Yeah, yeah. And letting them go for sure. You know, I'm constantly amazed by people who just love so generously, regardless of where a person is. Mm-hmm. You know, they just love so generously. I see Miss Evelyn, you know, and I go back to the time I was with her, you know, and she just stops and talks to this homeless man on the street and, you know, ask him if he knows the Lord. And I was just like, oh, I love you, Miss Evelyn, so much. Um, just really to put things in perspective. Well, Kathy, you said as his witnesses, we share gospel, not gossip. We share the word, not the world. And that kind of goes hand in hand here, I think. I I do. You know, I I love that, you know, when I went to a visit, my sweet friend, Miss Evelyn, and, you know, she's having some memory challenges. And we spent, out of the two hours we spent together, 75% of it was telling me all these things that Jesus had done throughout her life. And she knows these stories because she has shared these stories. Now, friends, can you imagine if whatever you shared and spoke about today, that was what you were going to remember for the rest of your life. Wow. That mm-hmm. was the only thing you were going to remember for the wow. rest of your life. What would you be sharing? Share what Christ has done in your life, what he is doing in your life, what he has just done today in your life. If you are grateful that you have air in your lungs this morning, Share that. Share that. If there's a scripture that you looked at this morning, text it. Post it on social media. Uh, th- those are the things that you want to share. And I love it because the the things that we share today are the things we're going to remember tomorrow. That's a really good perspective. Mm. That's a really good way to look at it. What Absolutely. if today was the the last thing you would remember? Would it be wholesome and lovely and edifying and pointing towards our savior holy cow wow kathy that's like a mic drop right there that is boom but i I, well and it goes with your third point kathy divine perspective not hopelessness right and marlene you're so good at bringing this perspective that's true to to us here on love talking to our listening friends um 
you know, you've 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 lived some life, girl, and you've had some things in your life. Where I'm you, not that old. No, I know. <laughs> well, what I mean is, you've had some challenges in your life. You just yes. told us, you know, your mom was widowed three times. You went through that with her, and um, you know, I know that y- you and your brothers were so close to your mother, and just. You're, you have this divine perspective that's not attached to hopelessness. It's attached to, okay, Father, what are you doing? And how are you going to use these situations for your glory and to further your kingdom? Well, I find that, that the only way to live life is to walk with him. I mean, and I hope that if the listeners hear nothing else, it's it's that. I mean, you can walk in in tremendous darkness and mm-hmm. upheaval, and yet when you walk with Him, you're in you're in a bubble that maybe the person next to you doesn't have, and that's but they can come inside your bubble, yeah. a bubble if, of light. That's I right. Love I mean, and you know, joy. Yes. And and. Again, you know, I keep going back to retirement, but that's a mammoth event in my life because I have worked for so many years and for such long hours to actually have time to reflect on that is pretty amazing. And to see what God has done through the course of -hmm. of 45 years Mm -hmm. of work experience, um, deliberately as I sought him, what now, God? What what have you, because I really believe that God has something for you to do each and every day yeah. that is that is yours. It's your, as as our friend Vicki Porterfield will say, it's your field. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's it's your thing to conquer. And so what is it you've given us today, God? And and I've lived much of my adult life that way where I said, what is you, what have you given into my hand today? And when you can close that day and go, Thanks, God. Yeah. We did that together. Our, you know, and there's so many things like that that have been very rewarding. And I know we're running out of time, so I'm going to leave that there wow. for another day. <laughs> That's a good I, to finish I, I, I want to just wrap our program up today. What have you given me today, Lord? And as Miss Evelyn would always say, where is your love field? And when you look at your love field, you can say, okay, Lord, what are you doing here today with my kids? that's your love field today with my family maybe that's your love field today your job okay your spouse your marriage lord what are you doing today and how can i turn my eyes to you and keep my eyes fixed on you the author and perfecter of my faith where do my loyalties lie today, Father? Oh, friends, how we love you here on Love Talk. We pray that you'll find a church. We'll pray that if you need us, you can certainly call us on the love line. And you can find us on Facebook at Love Talk Radio. Until next time, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader. For my good friends, Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael, we'll see you next time on Love Talk.